the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, May the 17th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on May 17, 1954, a unanimous U.S. Supreme Court handed down its Brown versus Board of Education Topeka decision, which held that racially segregated public schools were inherently unequal and therefore unconstitutional. Today, in 1792, the New York Stock Exchange had its beginnings. A group of brokers met under a tree at Wall St- on Wall Street in New York. They signed the Buttonwood Agreement that became the New York Stock Exchange, as we know it today. Today, in 1875, the first Kentucky Derby was run. <clears throat> the winner was Aristides, ridden by Oliver Lewis. Today, in 1946, President Harry S. Truman seized control of the nation's railroads, delaying but not preventing a threatening strike by engineers and trainmen. They went ahead and struck anyway. Today, in 1973, a special committee convened by the U.S. Senate began its televised hearings into the Watergate scandal. Today, in 1996, President Bill Clinton signed a measure requiring neighborhood notification when sex offenders moved into the neighborhood. It was called Megan's Law. Today, in 2004, Massachusetts became the first state to allow same-sex so-called marriages. Same-sex is not marriage. God created marriage, not Massachusetts or the United States of America. Long before any of this existed, God chose what would be marriage and what would not be marriage, and marriage can only be the coming together of a male and a female, a man and a woman. That is God's model for marriage. God created marriage. Massachusetts did not. But they believe that they did today, 2004. Today in 2017, the Justice Department appointed former FBI Director Robert Mueller as a special counsel to oversee a federal investigation into potential coordination between Russia and the 2016 Donald Trump campaign. It's interesting how quick they are, the left, to spend tens of millions, it was 40, 50, 60 million, I can't remember the amount, that was a lot, over a two or three year period, to look into a rigged election, rigged in the sense that Russia, Russia had worked with Donald Trump to get him elected. Now, when Maricopa County in Arizona, in the Phoenix area, when they begin to do a um, review of of this last presidential election on the ballot, they're in there, they're looking at every ballot to see if there was, in fact, fraud in the election. The left is raging over that. They're saying it's un-American, it's, I mean, they're every adjective you can think of, their negative one, they're using against the Republicans in Maricopa County, Arizona. 
and that is proceeding. They're looking at every single ballot. They want to know. They're not trying to prove anything other than if there is fraud, they want to fix it. That seems to me to be a noble cause. But oh no, the left is not having any of it. They're criticizing them. The reports from Associated Press right on down the line keep rolling out day in and day out. And every every story that I've seen come out of there, with the exception of conservative news organizations out of Maricopa County, uh, Arizona, is uh, is negative. It has a negative slant, as though the Republicans are somehow trying to now re-rig the election. It's amazing the discrepancies in our so-called pursuit for truth in America. Five years ago today, Bernie Sanders won Oregon's Democratic presidential primary. Doesn't that fit the state that elects Kate Brown as governor would certainly want to elect Bernie Sanders as president. I have friends all across the state of Oregon, and some of you are listening this morning on KPDQ. We just started on that station. I want to thank you for listening. You know what I'm talking about, and so do you all across Washington State. Psalm 18, 1 through 3 is a verse or verses that I often read. I would often share these from the pulpit as a pastor at the beginning of the service. I always like to hear from the Lord first. His words, his thoughts, his truth is what's important, not mine. We try to reflect his words and his truth in all that we talk about on this program. Many of you recognize that. And you support that prayerfully, and you support it financially. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your support. We need it. Um, If I could think of a strong word to tell you we need it, I would use it. But just to say we need your support. Thank you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can contribute online, faithandandfreedom.us, faithandfreedom.us. The .us is important. There are other faith and freedoms out there now. Psalm 18, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. That is the word of the Lord. That is the safe place in America today, and in our world, for that matter. We live in a very unsettled world. There's no question about that. America, founded on the premise and on the truth of God's word, our legal system drawn primarily from God's word, Judeo-Christian values and virtues. Now Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, commander of the 11th Space Warning Squadron at Buckley Air Force Base, 
He was fired on Friday. Why? Well, because he expressed concern on a podcast that Marxist ideologies are becoming prevalent in the U.S. military. Officially, he was fired over a, quote, loss of trust and confidence in his ability to lead, and because, quote, his comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. We are indeed a country in chaos. We must be informed not misled, and that's what we try to do every day on this program, every weekday. And again, I thank you for your support in allowing us to do this. Lohmeyer was removed immediately when this became known to his superiors. His future in the military is still uncertain. This just happened Friday. They've been talking about him over the weekend, deciding what to do with him. His commander has initiated a command-directed investigation. Earlier this month, Lohmeyer self-published a book. It's titled Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goals of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. That's the problem. He doesn't hold the views of the far left, and it is deeply embedded in all of our institutions in America, including, unfortunately, our military. The book is described as a timely and bold contribution from an active-duty Space Force lieutenant colonel who sees the impact of neo-Marxist agenda at ground level within our armed forces. It's available. It's out there. Amazon is offering it. Others are as well. Lohmeyer says the diversity, inclusion, and equity industry and the trainings we're receiving in the military is rooted in critical race theory, which is rooted in Marxism. He also says he doesn't demonize Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, but he said, I want to make it clear to both him and every service member, this diversity and inclusion agenda, it will divide us. It will not unify us. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that today, but just about an hour ago this this morning, about 8 o'clock our time, East uh, West Coast, the Supreme Court announced that they will hear, they will hear a Mississippi abortion case that actually challenges Roe v. Wade. That's a big deal. You'll hear about it in the news today. They're saying the key points of what they're saying is just an overview. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments in a major abortion case from Mississippi that could roll back limits on abortion laws cemented by the landmark reproductive rights Roe v. Wade. The case will be the first major abortion dispute to test all three of the former President Donald Trump's appointees to the court, including its newest member, Justice Amy Coney Barrett. The court announced in an order this morning that it will hear the dispute. The case is Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization. Anytime you hear the words women's health organization coming from the left, you can know it's an abortion operation, and it is. The court will hear the case in its term beginning in October. A decision is likely to come by June of 2022. So it isn't going to happen immediately, but it's on the docket. They will be hearing this case. We'll talk about that a great deal in the months ahead, particularly next fall as we get toward the time or next, late in the summer, whatever, whenever they're going to hear this case. But it, that's a big deal. And there will be a lot of uh, posturing that will go on and, and undermining that you can bet that 
Amy Coney Barrett will be a point of attack by the left. Um, probably uh, some of the other conservatives will be as well, but particularly she will be because she is blatantly or has been, I hope, pray to God she hasn't changed since she got elected to the, or confirmed to the Supreme Court. Sometimes they do, as we've learned. But she's been very, very pro-life and dependably so in all of her rulings as a judge. So we'll see what happens, but I would suspect this is going to rattle the very gates of hell, the abortion industry, and um, they'll come out fighting. So we'll, we'll be talking a lot more about that in the coming days. You've probably been hearing over the weekend that Israel bombed the Associated Press building in Gaza. AP put out a, stand, a statement criticizing Israel Associated Press for destroying a building that housed Associated Press's bureau and other news organizations, including Al Jazeera, the Muslim uh, news service. That's true, they did. But there's more to this story than Associated Press and the other media wanted to tell us, but now it's leaking out this morning. First, Israel contacted the building, telling them in advance, you won't read this anywhere, but they did. They contacted them, contacted the building, told the people in the building, it was a high-rise, that they, in advance, that they, Israel, were going to bomb it, giving everyone time to evacuate. No one was injured or killed in the building because of Israel's advance warning. And the second thing you probably won't hear, although it's being forced out by some more conservative news organizations, the building housed the regional headquarters for the terrorist group Hamas that was coordinating their unprovoked onslaught of over 3,000 rockets toward Israel from that very building. They weren't being launched there, but it was being coordinated there. The tech guys, the guys in charge in that building. The question that Associated Press and the other press organizations should be answering, but they're not, they're attacking Israel, of course, is why were you renting space from a terrorist organization you're supposed to be accurately reporting on? Well, there's no, there's no real answer to that. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, he's blinking on it. He's um, he said this morning, he said that uh, he said that he's calling for an immediate ceasefire. He's traveling in some of the Nordic countries. I can't remember exactly where he is this morning. Really couldn't care less, to be honest with you. But he's not in Washington D.C. But he said that he had asked Israel for evidence for its claim that Hamas was operating in the Gaza office building, um, AP, Al Jazeera, other news organizations, far far left, of course. But he said, I haven't personally seen any information provided. Well, that's because he's not he's not at home. He's traveling with, um, as I said, in one of the Nordic countries. I, I can't remember which one. But yesterday, yesterday, the Jerusalem Post even shared the evidence that the building had been used by Hamas. That's the reason that Netanyahu made the call to bomb it. And bomb it they did. They brought it to the ground. It collapsed right on its own foundation. As I said, they were notified in advance, the people there. Nobody was hurt. But that's not the point. The point is that they hate Israel. And they hate them with a passion. And they'll choose any story that can undermine or, or make Israel look bad and evil and they will slant it that way. And they're continuing to do that. It was interesting. I found it very interesting yesterday 
that Hamas was continuing to fire rockets at Israeli communities yesterday while their officials were saying, all we want is a ceasefire. They're the ones that provoked this in the first place. Israel has called them out. Israel has given the evidence that there was indeed an operation by Hamas in the building. Our Secretary of State now is saying, no, he didn't, he's, I, don't know any, I don't know about any evidence. I haven't seen it. Well, of course he hasn't seen it. But Benjamin Netanyahu told CBS yesterday that he told Joe Biden what the evidence is. Truth seldom matters in the world of hypocrisy, in the world of doublespeak. It's called progressivism. Anyway, back to back to the patriotic soldier. Actually, he's an Air Force guy, Lohmeyer. He also took issue with the Pentagon. He probably shouldn't have done that, but at least he's brave enough to speak out. He's highly, he's well liked. He hasn't been a problem in the past. He certainly became a problem on Friday. He also took issue with Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. Lohmeyer claims that he said, Kirby said, there are too many white pilots, noting this came at a time when there was a growing shortage of qualified pilots. He said, if you want to provide that kind of messaging to your already struggling struggling pilot force, you can already expect to see further retention problems. Well, that's exactly what they're suffering. People in the military are, the patriotic ones are, Demoralized, many of them are. Lohmeyer says he consulted with his chain of command, public affairs, legal counsel, before publishing his book, that his intent was never to engage in partisan politics as being accused, but to alert the public about the increased polarization in the military. Lohmeyer said, I've written a book about a particular ideology. It's called Marxism. And in the hope, he said, that our Defense Department might return to being politically nonpartisan in the future, as it has honorably done throughout history. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer. He's not the only one that's expressing concern. Others are as well. People that are afraid to stand up, they're afraid that their career will be ruined, and his may well be ruined by the fact that he stood up and told the truth. Critical race theory, I've talked about it on this program. I can't talk about it too much, and I can't overstate it. It is demonic, and it has infiltrated, it has seeped into, become embedded in every institution in America. And one of the biggest cheerleaders sits in the Oval Office because we the people elected him. I didn't, you didn't, I'm sure, I hope. But some did, several millions of so-called Christians join the crowd and join the voice to elect Joe Biden as president. He is the big cheerleader. Second, perhaps, would be his vice president who stands in the shadows waiting to assume the presidency. It's a very sad and concerning situation that we find ourselves in. This man is not some marginal lieutenant colonel who's kind of holding on by his finger fingernails to his career. He is highly, highly 
respected. He's written some of the most challenging um, papers on theory and on the development of our space force. President Trump, in fact, has spoken to him on the phone, not recently that I know of, but in the past, I mean, a month, several months ago, spoken to him on the phone. He's, he's so highly esteemed by, I mean, he's a brilliant guy. While a major, Lohmeyer attended the Air Command in the Staff College where he published The Better Mind of Space. It's a paper that's been studied by people in our military. It explores the U.S. military's role in space beyond the geosynchronous Earth orbit. He says all of his interactions with senior leaders in the Air Force and the Space Force have been very positive. He said they care a great deal about the people and the lethality of our force. But he said, we've got to remember that the, the Space Force and all of the branches of military are not an experimental experimental uh, institution. We're here to break and kill. They've got to be lethal. That's what it's about. It's about protecting the people of the United States of America. He thinks that leaders may be afraid if they don't get on board with this diversity training, they'll face scrutiny. Well, obviously they will. And he says they might not get promoted. He said the liberal ideas are welcomed, whereas ideas from more conservative voices are criticized or silenced. He said he's hearing from many in the military who are saying, and I'm quoting him here, thank you, thank you, thank you for speaking up because we don't have a voice anymore. He said he's hearing that from all over the place, over the weekend. Senator Tom Cotton, he's a military guy. He says the military's peddling ideological poison. He said it's going to degrade the cohesion and the combat effectiveness of our troops. He said, as I learned during my tours, Senator Tom Cotton, in Iraq and Afghanistan, fighting alongside courageous soldiers of every race and background, he said the military's strength is not its diversity, it's its ability to weather adversity through unity. He said, we need to teach our young troops, as I was taught by sergeants and officers of many races, to befriend, fight alongside, and if necessary, die for your comrades on the battlefield, not to obsess about their skin color. Cotton has introduced a bill that will ban critical race theory from the military. Some of the people on the right, the conservatives, to their credit, boy, they're starting, they're starting to react to this and react they should. The far left is digging in. They want to remake America to be fundamentally, irredeemably a racist country. They want to work on the problem. They got to create a problem that's bigger than all of us so they can give themselves to the problem. The left never likes solutions. They only like problems. That's why they essentially don't like and some hate Christianity. Because Christianity identifies the problem. If the Bible is preached honestly and, and in a balanced way from the pulpits of America, we hear the messages about sin, that we are all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The sins are mentioned in the Bible from, from murder to theft to homosexuality. They're all there. But the redemption is there, the solution to the problem. And the left likes to major in the problems, but they never major in the solutions, except to advance the problem. They'll come out with a, a restoration bill, XYZ, whatever it is. 
Biden has been doing this recently. You'll, you'll be hearing from him again this week on new programs and projects. They're all presented as a solution to the problem, whatever the problem is, whether it's a flat tire on the city bus or whether it's the military. It doesn't matter what it is. So he puts this out there. And the left, it isn't just Joe, it's everybody on the left. I mean, that's what they do. They, they, they thrive in the context of a problem. And if the problem isn't really a problem, they make it a problem. Then they present themselves as the champions of solving that problem, and they work on the solution endlessly as long as they're in office. Whether it's two years, four years, eight years, it doesn't matter. And they spend trillions of dollars in the process, and they never solve the problem because they don't want to solve the problem. They want to address the problems and create problems as needed to address. That is what the left is about. That's what Marxism is about. Deplorables. She called us. You remember that. Governor Jay Inslee, he's kind of a little bit laid back, but he's he's part of the part of the parade. On May 5th, he signed Senate Bill 5044, which requires critical race theory, which is Marxism at its heart, to be taught in all classrooms from early learning and K through 12 classrooms. There's some companion bills, 5227-5228 in Washington State. That requires public colleges, medical schools to develop, yeah, you guessed it, critical race theory curriculum. Oregon is telling social studies teachers to undermine, undermine Eurocentrist narratives. I'm reading from their instructions. As part of the state's newly mandated ethnic studies curricula in social studies. Teachers are now required to apply race and ethnicity tests to what they teach in social studies. This is from Oregon's instructions to the instructors, the teachers. They're instructed to decenter whiteness and center the experiences and perspective of people of color. As I mentioned last week, some states are beginning to push back with laws similar to uh, Tom Cotton's uh, federal law that he's pushing right now. Children deserve better than this. So do our sons and daughters who enlist in the military to defend our country. The latest obsession of the left is creating stress on our little ones in the classrooms. They're being told stuff they're not ready for. It's much like sex education, so-called. And this whole movement toward Marxism under the guise of racial equality and compassion, that isn't what it is at all. It's a ploy to remake America into something our founders and God himself never intended that this country become. It's demoralizing our older sons and daughters on the battlefields. Could we win a war today? If not, it's not because of the ability of the people we have in our military. It's because of the inability of our leadership to lead. They don't have a vision of victory. They have a vision of chaos so that they can rise to the top and benefit personally from it. Taxpayers also deserve better. Joe Biden has begun spending billions of dollars. There's no part of our culture that isn't touched by this demonic effort. And we need to be informed We need to know what's going on in our country. That's what we do each day on this program, to the best of our ability, from a biblical 
perspective. Thank you for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. We're going to continue this conversation as God allows us and your support allows throughout the week. I'll see you tomorrow.